Check it again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Great. Anything else besides numbers? Where did the fox go when it jumped over the lazy brown dog? By the way, the dog not that lazy. Pretty scared. lazy. He might have been scared. It was just lying in the sun. If the fox was coming, he might have just been like playing dead. Fair enough. It's prowlersends, prowlersends.com. Adam Spiegelman, Sean Conroy, and Sean Conroy's dining room, a.k.a. the studio for your podcast. The Long Shot. The Long Shot podcast. The undisclosed headquarters high in the Hollywood Hills. And who does the voiceover? That guy is fantastic. It's a man that we hire from the, <laughs> from the voiceover 1920s? guild. Yeah. <laughs> from the 1930s, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was off. I would have gone 20s. 20s was silent pictures. Is that what it was? Yeah. Is that why your first couple episodes was just... The uh, announcer would be silent. Yeah. Which is not good on a podcast. But you did have like black with white writing up yes, there going, yes. hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, piano player. Little piano. Sean's also an actor and a writer who writes uh, Mr. Pickles. Mr. Pickles is- coming to Adult Swim this fall. It's about a dog who worships Satan and is a serial killer. Right. And it was it's very funny. And it, online now, if it's there, the pilot is online, yeah, yes. on YouTube, on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. This is huge. So last night, you and I got to see, um, which is not really a big deal anymore, because by the time this goes on the air, everybody would have seen it. It came out today. We got yeah. to see it one day early. Like if I'm going to see something early, I want it to be like two weeks ahead of time. You know? I know. I thought it, well, it was uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, right? Um, but yes, I agree with you because well, a lot of times for work, I'll see stuff early, but I don't want to. If it's bad, I don't want to shit on it because I'm not watching it for the podcast. I'm watching it for my day job. You and I went to see a movie for your work once early. Do you remember that? Which one? Arthur with Russell Brand. Wow. That what was, a turd. was terrible. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was really bad. And like, what do you do? Oh, you don't give a shit. You went home. Yeah. But I had to fucking deal with the guy. Right. You had to, you had to produce a segment with him. Yeah. And, and go like, so what happened, Russell? Russell, what are you doing? And I Why did like, you think you could ever live up to Dudley Moore's classic comedy? But you don't have to say yes to a guy with short, when, when someone with not a lot of vision for a British person. Right. And they say, oh, you're a great British comic. Um, Arthur. Or right. Something else British I can right. think of. You know, being there. Well, that wasn't British, but. The Lavender Hill mob. <laughs> Can we do Monty Python with you <laughs> yeah. and five cousins? Do you have any? <laughs> so I feel like I feel bad for other British actors, comedians that have come after him because they can't just do Arthur now. Right. I feel like well, that was like I, you a know, Give it five years. We could do another Arthur. We'll reboot Arthur again. Mm-hmm. Keep the rights in the family. Uh, yeah. So that was terrible. Have you seen the original Arthur? Yeah, of course. I never saw it. It's very funny. Uh-huh. I mean, well, I mean how it, can you fuck it up then? The original, I don't know. There was something about the way that Dudley Moore played an inveterate alcoholic that was way funnier than the way Russell Brand did it. Do so you think anyone who could do that would be Russell Brand? And I'm not, I'm not an Eliza Minnelli fan, but she was. Uh, what was the girl's name who was in it this time? Uh, she was Hannah. Went up the stairs. Greta Gerwig. Boring, uh, boring Dullsville. Boring Dullsville. Who does? Um, you know, did a lot of those mumblecore movies. That's where she became famous from. She had nothing. She brought nothing to the part. She kind of smiled sometimes when he was being kind of, I gave him a little bit of a smile. I, could, I actually could not believe. I didn't realize that she had done a bunch of other stuff. And then uh-huh. she also had another movie that came out the following year. And then I saw her after that in a movie 
about somebody who had cancer or something like that. That was funnier than Arthur, by the yes. way. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about her is that she was kind of the uh, flavor of the month. You know, like mm-hmm. Hannah falls on stairs, whatever it's called. Uh, that's the one I'm thinking of, where yeah. she got good reviews for that, right? Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, My friend uh, Kent is in it, and he's naked, which I did not know. You can see his penis at the end of it. That's he's fun. He's in a bathtub with a hand. That's fun. That's always fun to see. And he's also in the great movie called Uncle Kent that he produced, where he It's does, about his penis. It. He folds his penis into a hamburger. Uh-huh. And he does the uh, poetry of a penis. So he's known for penis work. Well, he's, he does it. Like, you go to a party, uh-huh. you can easily talk him into doing it. That uh, sounds healthy. Yeah, and then puts it on screen. But back to her, yeah. So she, um, I th- I feel like they saw her in this movie. She was good in the Momocore movies. Mm-hmm. Puffy Chair, if she was in that, that was a good movie. Uh, naming Momocore films. Right. And uh, hoping she's in it. Then they don't know what to do with her either. They right. make her, because they make all women the uh, the love interest. The ingenue. The ingenue. Like even Kristen Wiig, who's fantastic. You know, big star, stars in her own film, obviously very talented. I don't know what to do with her because the only roles I have in, in my list of roles are girlfriend. Right. So wh- which are you talking about specifically for Kristen Wiig? She's just like after that movie, she didn't do much. Like after now Bridesmaids? Doing, after Bridesmaids, you figure she'd do like, you know, eight or nine movies. Right. And now she's doing a couple of small movies because I think that's the only roles that. Well, part of that also, don't you think, is that there's not really scripts out there for people. Oh, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of options for her. Like you see, oh, we changed this to a. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, we changed this to a man to a woman right. you know, when she was really hot. Uh-huh. She did that movie Burglar with Bobcat Goldberg. Right. Um, classic. Classic film. My Eddie. She also did film. Eddie where she played the coach of the New York Knicks. Right. <laughs> it might have been for someone else, <laughs> a guy named Eddie. Right. There's just not a lot of room. And so Liza Minnelli being better than her, you know, says a lot. Right. Yeah. So, But uh, let's go back to what we promised everybody. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And I'm sure if you listen, you probably have already seen the movie. People listen. If you haven't. Yes. Stop listening. Go ahead. Go see it. Go see it. And come back. Come back and tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. I really do. Well, we've already recorded it, though. You're um, well, but I'm just afraid. I'm always afraid in these situations that I'm going to spoil a movie for somebody. We're going to spoil the movie for you. We're just saying that straight out. Yeah, because I don't... Otherwise, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, because it would be a two-minute review. And also, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just saying this because I've seen the movie mm-hmm. before for anyone else. Uh, I don't see it being spoiled. No, you're right. Because you're right? You kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah, in a good way. Although I, you know, we talked about this a little bit last night. I was surprised that it was different from what I was expecting. It was a lot different. What were you expecting? Just battle sequences. Mm-hmm. You know, just apes fighting humans and guns and all that stuff. And that happens, but not until very late in the movie. Which they did in the last movie, but longer than the last movie. The last movie, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Right. They um there's just like a five-minute fight scene at the end. A five-minute fight scene, by the way, which in this movie they said took six hours. Did you catch that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They're they they were like, themselves more credit. On after a six-hour uh, pitched battle with the apes, and it's They're like, no. History. Yeah, it was not six hours. We budgeted for six, but we only got five. I mean, the helicopter was down within four minutes. <laughs> well, you know, I was paying for parking, so I was kind of <laughs> glad. I didn't want a six-hour battle. But yeah, so there is so the same same idea where they lead up to a big battle, which is much better than just like car chases. Right. There was no monkey car chases. No monkey car chases. Also, I will say the battle sequences, first of all, the well, I don't know. You, you, you lead the discussion. You tell me where no, you no, want to go. First of all, what? I was just going to say, first of all, the CGI was amazing. Like, fucking amazing. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Don't curse in the podcast. It was amazing. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 
Um, it looked like real. Even the pictures in the in online today, they look amazing. It looks three D. I couldn't. I couldn't. It was astonishing. It uh-huh. did not. I mean, you knew it was CGI, but at the same time, I totally bought in. I wasn't like, oh god, you know. Right, like Jumanji. Do you remember that? Every, <laughs> yes. every animal came to the house was blue. I had also been watching like the night before some Planet of the Apes movie from 1970. It was one where Charlton Heston was in it, but he wasn't the lead. Uh-huh. I forget the name of it. It was like mid-morning snack of the Planet of the Apes or something like that. <laughs> Contractual obligation <laughs> of the Planet of the Apes. But that, to contrast those movies where everybody in the movie looks like a gorillagram. <laughs> and with... With the CGI, it was amazing. Like, it was really amazing. Well, that's what, honestly, uh, honestly, I did not want to see this movie because I thought it would scare the hell out of me. Because when oh, I was really? a little kid, Planet of the Apes, like, was on the TV. Uh-huh. And it scared me because it just looked scary. And then you realize, oh, it's only, don't worry about it, it's only people in ape costumes. Which are not even good costumes. Like, the even, prosthetics weren't even good. But even when they are good costumes, when they did the Tim Burton version, uh-huh. we spit twice because it was terrible. Right. There were people in ape, there's still people in ape costumes. Right. And uh, Mark Wahlberg's costume was not good. Not at that. good at all. No, <laughs> um, but they—they—you they st- still knew it was a guy inside. Right. So for me, it, it could never really. Even though this is crazy talk in my head, it couldn't really happen because it, it's not happening on right, screen. Right. Because there's a guy in a suit. Or but now no. that it's a cartoon, you're afraid of it. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't want to see it. Because I look at the commercials, I'm like, oh, they have real—they hired real apes for this, <laughs> and they got them to talk. That's scary shit. But it was really, I, I couldn't believe how good that was, you know? It, it looked amazing. We first see them, uh, yeah, they got like a little, oh, so this is what I want. They have like their own mecca. We, we find out they have like Yeah, they built a, they've built a, 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 a dwelling paradise. place, yeah. Which We're, in some ways was similar to the cage they all lived in in the previous movie. It, see, that this movie makes more sense. Like logically, that's all they know. Because right. in the in the original films, they had like huts, right? You know, they had right. Malls. But architecturally, it was like another level beyond the area that they lived in in the previous movie. Right. They only know that world. Right. Yeah. And so they talk through sign language, which is like it's really funny. They- that was one thing that I was like, all right, because all it was was just like every time they waved, that you- was a whole sentence. Yeah. Yeah. The guy puts his head on his hand. He's like, "Where's your mother?" Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was, that seemed like that was comical, and he just like snaps his fingers, and this translation underneath it is like, "Has anybody seen my keys? I'm going to go to the deli and get a sandwich." But it did sound like a couple old Jews talking because <laughs> they were like, uh, "Byron, you have been with me for years." <laughs> you remember that line? Everyone laughed at that line because it just came out of blue. It seemed like a whole. Right. It was like a a bachelor. Um, was that was he was talking speech. to Koba? Yes. Uh huh. Koba, you have stood by me for years. Right. Blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah, it was like a best man speech. It was, uh-huh. uh, uh, I said that twice just in case you didn't hear it the first time. It was sort of like a best man speech. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Please, if you're at home, please Very laugh insightful. at his version. Yeah. Um, thank you. That's all I was looking for. All right. So what I wanted to say about Vin Diesel was the head monkey, Caesar, the guy who runs, again, ape. I keep saying monkey. Um, he's talking to Koba and other monkeys uh, or apes that... Uh, He's like, we're family. The most important thing is family mm-hmm. and family and family. And that was like what Vin Diesel's lines were in the last two uh, Fast and Furious movies. Oh, really? Like, we're family. This is all about family. And it would take it family. And uh, so it just felt like it, it, that made me laugh because it was like, what is this, Fast and Furious with apes? 
But see, that's where you and I are different because I've never seen the Fast and the Furious movies. Any of them. That's not true. I saw, yeah. the, I saw the fifth <laughs> one. Snob. I saw the fifth one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was that was a good one. That was, that was an Greta insane Gerwitz. one. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick with Greta Gerwitz, people, I remember somebody pissed off that she was in the pilot for How I Met Your Dad. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, this woman I worked with, oh, she's, Greta Gerwitz sold out. And, you know, a lot of people were upset with that. Oh, really? But she's an actress. Yeah. She's going to take the work. And she's a terrible actress, so people stopped giving her movie roles. And that pilot did not get picked up. Probably because it was bad. Right. Yeah. And all these rumors now, there was rumors that they're going to redo it again with a different cast and the creators. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Because I really want to know how I met your dad. Did you see How I Met Your Mother? No. Do you know how he met her mother? On a plane? Close, but who gives a shit? Right. But here's what happened at the, the end of the show. He's telling his kids how... It, oh, this was like a big scandal, right? That it was ridiculous. Everybody was upset that it was a shitty end to the whole series? Yeah, because I don't... I, oh, don't, I shouldn't say shitty, sorry. So, come on. Um, she shouldn't... That, I don't care how he met... Like, we all want to know how he met the mother, and that's really sweet. And then the last thing, you know, you think he's telling the kids... Uh, there's something nice, you know, but it, it really he finds out he's telling his kids this story because he wants to let them know that he's going to sleep. He's going to go on a date with Robin, the other character that he uh-huh. was, was going to hook up with. So he's saying to the kids, I met your mom. I loved your mom. Now I'm going to go bang Aunt Robin. Ugh. Yeah, it was. So it should have been called. Do you mind if I bang your aunt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we need to rework the title. <laughs> We're going to workshop that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know how to TiVo, uh, I'm going to bang your aunt. So, yeah, speaking of banging aunt. So, aunt, so the apes. So we, oh, I thought you were going to talk about the comedian aunt. <laughs> Is he still a comic? I don't know. <laughs> he was funny. A lot of times when people, I thought he was, I didn't know he was gay. And he goes, what is this, Scooby-Doo mystery? <laughs> was that his line he used every week? So, back to the apes. Yes. Please. Uh, we... What do you think about our the relationship with the? I thought the movie the movie was great in that they they had they had to make the apes good, right? Yeah, they couldn't make them bad for some reason. Well, except you know some of them were bad, but mostly they were good. And it would have been boring if you went there. We met the humans, meet the apes, and then the apes they just start fighting. Right, right. Caesar says there's got to be good. We got to live right in, in community with. These and people. Caesar is smart enough to know that. Because at one point, I think it was probably Koba says we have to fight them. Yeah, they have they have all these weapons. We need to attack them. And he's like, and how many apes will die? Like he he knew that if they if they went to war, a lot of people were going to die. He was like um, he was like the Democrats when Bush wanted to invade Iraq. You know, but what happened with that? Didn't go well. <laughs> Didn't Turned go well. The Democrats were right. Yeah. in that situation. Mm-hmm. Come on, Sean. No, that's what I'm saying. Caesar Caesar was right, you know. Yeah, a spoiler alert. Right. Uh, There was no weapons of mass destruction. Oh, this is this is the original point I was going to make. I couldn't remember what I was going to say before. Uh The CGI was so great, and then also like all the fight sequences and the action sequences, I couldn't believe how much I really knew what was going on all the time. Like, you mean? I feel like when you watch action sequences now, for the most part. It's just a lot of quick cutting and banging and smashing and loud noises, and you're just never sure exactly what's going on. Like you're not supposed you're supposed to be like always too dark. Yeah, it's like flashes of action, but you're like, what did that guy just? I don't. Where's he? And who's who? Like they took um, uh, the main guy's son, Caesar's son, and they gave him a bunch of scars. 
Right. Yeah. So you, so right you always away. knew who he was, and the yeah. scars got worse over the course of the film. That that was a, yeah. I realized that too. That was a great choice because otherwise, how the hell are you going to know which one is which? I mean, not to sound racist, but those apes all look alike. You know. You know what? Well, hold on. A second. I just want to apologize to the apes <laughs> that listen to the show. Friggin' apes. Friggin' apes. Um, we are big in uh, the ape community. <laughs> Well, but that is one thing. That's the one thing I didn't like about the movie was the character who was purely a plot device. Who, Koba? No, no, no. I mean, Koba was to a certain extent, too, but he was reacting to... He's like the angry me. Kirk Kirk Acevedo's character, uh, Carver, who just did everything he could to provoke a war between... Like, he had no common sense. He... They said, give up your guns. He kept a gun in his bag. The little baby ape started to go after the gun. He started swinging uh, a kerchief at it. Was it him who shot him? Yeah. It was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the human runs into the apes as Kurt, and he shoots shoots the monkey out of fear, Mm -hmm. or the ape, in the the shoulder. I say monkey. I mean ape. Yeah. No, I know. Don't judge me. Um, I got busted on the AV club. They wrote a nice write-up, but then they said that I said called uh, Pierce Bronson. Pierce Bronson from... Uh... Yeah, I called him Pierce Bronson. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Yes. Listen. Charles Brosnan. His cousin. No relation. Mm-hmm. That's unusual. Uh, it, all right, so the monkey, the the baby monkey, whatever, the son, gets his scar, right? He gets attacked. The by... older son, not the younger son. Right. No, so that's my point. The son gets attacked by a bear. He has this huge scar on his chest now of a claw print. He goes home, and then his brother is born. Right. And uh, I think, what a fucking day. Yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot going a on. A lot happened in one day, and then you met a human, and all in one day. Yeah, we met him on a good day, you know. And like they the bear, the, the bear thing was cool too because it, it obviously it was a way for him to stand out from the other apes, but it also taught us a lot about the apes when they were basically doing what we've all read that the Neanderthal man did, which was like work in a group and you know force this herd of deer to run away and sort of go over a cliff and you know uh-huh. um and we, it just was a lot of information that was really interesting you know they thought it through the yeah whole thing. it was good writing yeah yeah it was it was well written and then what do you think about the when we see the ape colony uh-huh um and we see like the the big ape teaching the, the kids the orangutan the orangutan the wild man of Borneo, as we say. Wow. Yeah. Who says that? What was he teaching? I thought he was teaching them the alphabet. He, and then, because he, he drew an A on the... He, they hadn't gotten far. He was just teaching them A for the first time. So it was also the first day of school. So, the, you know, this day you get the scar, your brother's he had, born. He had already him. taken attendance, uh-huh. which takes left. forever on the first day because you have to learn how to pronounce everybody's name and sign language, yes. you know? Yeah, and writing takes a lot longer than sign language, apparently. Hubert. Hubert? <laughs> is Hubert here? It's Hubert here. Um, that's funny that they all had, like, British, you know. That's not true. Koba's, like, a weird name, but, like. Yeah, yeah. Caesar and Maurice. Clive. Yeah. <laughs> James. <laughs> Reginald. <laughs> Reginald. They're apes, Arthur. but they still have crazy names. Well, there was the one drunk ape. Yeah, yeah, Arthur, and he's like, what? His sign language, he just like, he, he flipped his hand back and forth, and the translation was, why did you name me after that shitty Russell Brand movie? <laughs> That's what his parents hated him. <laughs> then they went back and went, no, 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 after the good movie with Liza Minnelli. The Dudley Moore version. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that ape had a chip on his shoulder, <laughs> and I understood it. The other, but I understood the the bad ape, Koba. Yeah, was mistreated. Uh, well, that was in the last movie too. That he was so abused as a subject of Did experiments. He have I don't remember. Cobra no, 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 ass. no. He shows up in the last movie already horribly disfigured and and all screwed up from being experimented on. So they planned this whole movie well, or went back and replanned it. I think it probably was forethought, not hindsight. Uh huh. Or hindthought, not foresight. Or. Conjunction Junction. <laughs> I guess there's nowhere else to go with that. Mm-hmm. Did we beat that to death? Oh, hold on a second. I want to make sure there's any more blood we can get from that stone. <laughs> any more meat from that time? Any more, any more way we could get that horse to be kicked <laughs> as it dies? I, I just I just feel like we could just say this is a good movie. Oh, here's another. Here's a complaint I had about this. Yeah. Film. So the lead. So Kurt. What was his last name? Kirk Acevedo. Who I went to school with. Oh, really? Like, uh, I remember him from Oz. That was the first time yeah, I ever saw him. I think it was his first big And then he was in Band of Brothers. He was like, he was actually a good guy in Band of Brothers. He played Lieutenant Joe Toy. And uh-huh. uh, and then he's in this, and he's just a complete jerk. Like In this movie. He is. He could total, not be more of a jerk. Two-dimensional character. Two-dimensional. That's what it is. That's why it bothered me, because there was, no, there was nothing about him except... I hate apes. These apes are horrible. We need to kill all the apes. No, but I like that not every because because a group of four people or six people go out there and he's the one who's like because not everyone's got to love apes. So no, it's fine if he hates apes, but if he's like short. a guy who plays with a yo-yo in his spare time, at least there's more to him than just the you guy don't who know hates this. Apes. And this might be pandering towards you, but he does a lot of improv. He's in a herald. Back in the uh, oh, really? in the compound where all the, the last humans uh, alive are. Folks, can we get a suggestion of a post-apocalyptic time? <laughs> now! I need food. <laughs> There's no energy. So they, they're, they're, their generator's running out. So this like team of scouts of uh, humans are going out to find this dam. where They, they know the dam is there. They're just trying to reactivate it. Right. So they, the four of them go out. So they have a doctor. Or they a have lawyer. A lawyer. An they Indian chief, little, which is weird. Yeah, a little racist. By the way, in the after a the butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, do all ethnicities die except for like two or three black guys, right? Because it was all white people. <laughs> yes. that. It was like two hundred people, mm-hmm. two black guys. Uh, so they they're going out to get this, to the generator, right? And so who do they bring? They bring the scientist, the main white guy with curly mm-hmm. hair. They bring Kurt. Who That's part? the Australian guy. Oh, okay, That's I how think we got to see it. Yeah. Uh, we will start with the Australian Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt, uh, but the Australian. Kirk. Like Captain Kirk. Pierce Kirk. Brosnan. <laughs> with the monkeys. So Kirk, <laughs> who does, I guess, plumbing. He's a plumbing guy. I mean, literally, he says that at some point. Right. right. He used to work for the water company. Right. Yes. Well, yes. More of a stereotype. Right. He's a plumber from Brooklyn. I got to bring <laughs> him. Uh, and then there's a, he brings his son. Who has nothing? Who brings well, you them. always want to, you know, you want to bring young and experienced, sort of vapid people along with you when you're in a dangerous situation, because <laughs> right. then you have somebody to rescue. Quick, son, tweet something. <laughs> <laughs> Go fix the DVD player. <laughs> the son, the son was all just busy drawing in his sketchbook the whole time. Oh boy, that kid was emo. Yeah, yeah he was all over that sketchbook. Yeah. And they were the monkey, the apes stole his sketchbook at some point, and they were laughing at it. Which, I couldn't tell what their reaction was. I didn't know that they were laughing at it. I just thought they were like, hmm, interesting. 
Oh, really? I, I thought they were like, what a jerk. Oh, this maybe. This kid is in the closet. <laughs> Get over it. They do show a picture of a girl. Why don't you go listen to The Cure, huh? <laughs> Come on. Are you a cutter? <laughs> There's a picture of a, of a... This is what I thought was a red herring. They had a picture of a girl. This is kind of a uh, spoiler. Mm-hmm. And they go, ooh. And they make a point, And I think, oh, no, they're going to find this girl and they're going to kidnap her. It's just a torturous kid, but then nothing really happens no. with it. The only thing the book was there for was so that they could give it back, basically. Which was also a cool moment. Right. But I mean, so they're going to his exposition to uh, the dam. And so, yeah, he brings the plumber, his son, another guy. We don't really know what he does. His girlfriend, who's oh, not really close only, to his son. One of the only black people. Yeah. Which would be terrible. What if he dies? And Then only we're down to one black guy. One black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, half the black population won't go away right and then he brings his girlfriend carrie russell mm-hmm. she's the nurse in her downtime from the americans yeah but this is what bothered me about the film mm-hmm. she should have been the lead she's instead of the australian guy leading the brigade it should have been her movie why why well, she's great obviously felicity no the americans the americans is great yeah mission impossible she's great and mm-hmm. we all know who she is those uh those shampoo commercials Hold on, that's her right now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, phone's off, please. Oh, sorry. No. That's my uh, baby nurse thing that she will. I said, we are offering you the job. She wrote back, so yes? <laughs> <laughs> it's language barrier. Uh, so far, so good. <laughs> you should have sent it to her in sign language. She would have understood immediately. I, I touched my forehead, and yeah. she goes, oh, great, and gave me a different <laughs> quote. That's how we negotiated, <laughs> touching her face. Um, oh, so Carrie Russell. Mm-hmm. We know she's great, great actress. We know who she is, too. But Jane Goodall. Yeah. Like, so in real life, a woman could run a whole thing and, and yeah. be huge. But uh, in the movies, it's... I didn't like, even think of that, but that would have been great. And she really did nothing in the whole movie. No, and she really is a good actress. Mm-hmm. And we all like like watching her. Yeah. Yeah. She's attractive. Are we still punishing her for cutting her hair? Is that why? <laughs> That guy had I know that's a Felicity joke, but I never watched that show. So I don't totally at least you had, it's a reference that yeah, everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. So it, was a, it was an easy one. Right. <laughs> uh, the guy had curly hair. Gotcha. I don't know. There was nothing to that guy, right? Like, there was no. All right. Here's another thing. We've gone so far in technology uh-huh. that we can make these apes real, except we still have hacky monkeys. Running. Sorry. Monkeys, I'm sorry, apes, real. <laughs> but you still have this hacky writing where it's got to be a white man in the lead. It's still Charlton yeah. Heston in the lead. Yeah. Um, Not necessary. Yeah, you have a movie star. Kristen Wiig. Available. What if it was a lesbian couple? Kristen Wiig and Carrie Russell. Right. Kristen Wiig is the nurse. Carrie right. Russell is the naturalist. But with Kristen Wiig, it would be the nurse that would, like... Hurt people. Keep falling down. Yeah, yeah. falling down. <laughs> the falling no, down. falling down is for uh, classically beautiful actresses like uh, Sandy, my girl Sandra Bullock. Uh huh. You know she falls down. Right. Kristen Wiig is actually funny. She doesn't need to fall down. She's just a little manic. She's manic. She does her manic thing. I mean, I will say that that whole like all I could think when that guy was doing all the things he did was like he is either stupid. Yeah, he's stupid. or he's the bravest person in the history of the world. Like the way he kept putting himself in with all the apes, and they were like knocking him down, and he kept getting up and whatever. I was like, how is he not just like losing every fluid in his body the entire time that he's there? You know, or uh, fuck it, take my emo son. Don't say. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, this is your house too. <laughs> <laughs> your illegitimate son just ran back in the room. <laughs> he's got enough problems. How many, here's a question, 
How many children do you have locked in that closet? The one you said I couldn't go into. I'm going to say more than six and less than ten. It's good to know. But that's just an estimate Is because I don't a, really know. Yeah, you haven't fed him in a long time. I put food through a hole. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you're not an animal, Mm-mm. right? History will go down that you're not an animal, right? Um, yeah. So I th- that was a thing I didn't like about the movie, and uh, all the the female apes. I mean, maybe you know. They had flowers in her hair, or they wore like masks. Oh, see, I didn't even get that. I did not understand that. I, I like, thought they were like witch doctor apes. That's what I thought, but then I thought maybe it's their way of putting, um, you know, uh, a mask on so they don't like get. Like it was germs. a reference to is- Islam. That's what I feel like now. Now <laughs> yeah. that I'm making up this crazy theory, yeah. But but I can't believe because if that was true, that would mean there are only like four females and like hundreds and hundreds of male apes, right? Oh, it's ridiculous. It's like going to. Um, a party yeah a party in hollywood it's fucking sausage fest that's what they called it they called it sausage fest that's where they lived um but i i just assumed those people were up there because they were those apes were up there because they were they were medical personnel of some sort terrible if that was the case because if she was dying right and they were just standing around yeah yeah when carrie russell who we always just think now especially with the americans she's a badass she says to the guy, let me come with you in case somebody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, what, are you going to put a Band-Aid on him? Right. It seemed so, like, lame. But then it worked out great because she was able to save Caesar's wife. And that's why Caesar liked him again. Mm-hmm. Until Kurt Escalator. Kirk Escalator. Kirk Escalator. Escalator. So I, I, we went to the same college, and he was a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I was walking through the dorms, because I was living in the dorms. And he, uh, it's the first day for the freshman. And I saw him uh, with the other guy going, dude. I got mad condoms. <laughs> and I was like, that guy, I'm not forgetting that because that's weird. <laughs> and I bet you that guy's going to do well because it's a really good acting school. Yeah. So, you know, the odds that he'd become famous. Were he's really very high. intense. Yeah, he's very intense. That's his so whole apparently. thing is he's very apparently, intense. Yeah. Yeah. And not a father. <laughs> it doesn't have any uh, diseases. Yeah. Yeah. That was smart. He's, uh, he's put a Jimmy hat on every time. <laughs> every time. Let's just say... Fuck this role with a condom. Let's not say that. Oh, we'll take that back? Yeah. I, refer, I take that back. He had sex with this role Hold with on, a condom I have on. something I'm supposed to say. Uh, there is foul language in this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but there's a warning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> was that supposed to be at the beginning? Uh, but he was really good. And, and Right, but I felt like he, when he was saying, I hate all apes, and they caused us, yeah, more people. I thought everyone thought that in the movie. Because- well, but but see again, that was just such a that was such a lapse in logic. Like why? Of course not. Because jingoism. Ha- having seen the previous movie, it was so clear that it was a man-made thing that leaked into the room where the guy didn't have his mask on. It had nothing to do with the apes. It was just that the ape happened to be there when they were experimenting with the drug. And so they called it simian flu because it was during ape experiments. But the the drug had not even gone into the ape when the first guy, patient zero, who, by the way, was not a flight attendant, no. uh, got <laughs> infected, good. you know? Okay, you say that. Mm-hmm. Who killed Jesus Christ? The Jews. Well, see? You still <laughs> say that. That's where I'm coming from. <laughs> so it is possible that you blame the apes. That's well, no, that's a different thing because that's not a movie. That's true oh, life. Oh, it's real life. I that's forgot. in the Bible, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's written in there. Yeah. It was funny. Me and the other Australian Jew were like, hey, we, we feel you. 
It's not even in the Bible. It doesn't say that. It's not. It doesn't say the Jews killed Jesus in the Bible. It says the Romans killed Jesus. But that's what I'm saying. But people still. (laughs) But there's no logic. I guess I just was like, you know what I mean? Because even even in that moment, they were like, you know, somebody said, "Oh, it's not." They were experimenting with this Alzheimer's drug, and that's what caused it. it. And he just was like, "Nope, no, yeah." And she could have fell for that because apparently her daughter died from the simian flu. Mm -hmm. Um. So she could have. I didn't know. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> alive in the movie. It's a teenage boy who obviously only cares about himself, and it's very close. That, to that was yeah, that was like a weird thing where they tried to have there be a little bit of a plot there of like Carrie Russell trying to get close to the kid, but it there was no payoff to that. It didn't even add anything to the movie. It was totally unnecessary. Well, you knew they're gonna be happy ever after that he was gonna have a mother figure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They should have given him more to do. Just giving her more to do in, in the film. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then Gary Oldman's in the film. Speaking of people who love Jews, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he doesn't have much to do either. In the Is film. it Oldman? I always thought it was Old Man. Listen, I'm, I said Pierce Bronson. So okay, was, whoever, take it how you like. Yeah, he's he's barely in it. Yeah. Do you think he did another movie in between? That's what it looked like. <laughs> he came back. Goes, hey guys, I'm back. Oh yeah. He actually well, did Dark Knight Rises in between. The in those two yeah. films, yeah, he was wearing his Commissioner Gordon glasses and took them off real <laughs> he quick. Was. Oh, sorry guys, I'm back. Uh, he wasn't a bad guy, which I like too. Like the uh, was it Kobe? Koba, Koba. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, Coincidentally, he did blow out his knee in the movie. <laughs> he, did. <laughs> he did give his wife a big ring at one point, which is awkward. Koba, uh, Koba Hachi, he, he, you understand his hate. Because he was tortured by humans, right? He he's gone insane for good with good reason. And then Gary Oldman, he thank you. <laughs> anytime he's gonna he wants to kill the apes because he thinks he's protecting right. He, he does, it's not out of an evil place. No, no. And both people, you know, and, and it, but the the scientist, the Australian guy, the not Kerry Russell guy, he never goes and explains to Gary Oldman, hey, no, I've worked out a piece. This ape can talk, and we re- and he has reasoning skills. And he knows James uh, Franco. James Franco, right? Like he doesn't. By the way, never name drops once. Yeah, he should have said like, "Do you remember the movie 127 Hours?" Tell me more. The ape knows the guy. He grew up with the guy who was in that movie. What? Yes, I love that guy. <laughs> Holy shit! He was in possibly one of the greatest hour-long sitcoms of all time, Freaks and Geeks. I love freaks. I'm halfway through it. Oh, well, then I'll listen to him. I rewatch it every year. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I have. I like it. That's all I think I own. But yeah, I mean, that, 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 I mean, I guess the movie is dependent on that, but there's always so much artificial miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, he comes back, right? And Gary Oldman has already mined the, the tower. That was a weird thing where I didn't understand. Was that supposed to be a specific location in San Francisco? I'm sure it is. Like maybe one of the uh, business buildings. Because uh-huh. they at one point when the apes come in and they take over where the people are, are living, the compound, they point up to the tower. Right. And they're like, oh, we're going to go on the top of the tower. Right. For whatever reason. That's our, And it's a broken down tower. So he's at the bottom of the tower. Is it like the Transamerica building or something like that? That's what I think. I think I... I uh, Should we have done there. some research before we, we started this show? that. My brother lives in San Francisco, so I'm sure he's. Yeah, listening. I've been to San Francisco, right? No, oh, and I have brothers cool. I also. Yeah. You have brother. Wow. No, but I'm sure he's like probably yelling more, at the, more brothers at the than you. You do have more brothers than mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it's because my parents uh, were like Kirk Escavada. <laughs> they didn't believe in God as much as your parents. 
uh, Sean Connery. Now you just derailed me. So <laughs> mission accomplished. But yes, so they're on the top of the uh, all the apes are on right. the top of this building. Oh, so he comes back and he has no choice but to pull a gun on everybody. So because Gary Oldman is right, he says this is great. I'm going to blow up the building and kill all the apes. Right. And then uh, instead of saying, oh, no, no, hold on, this guy knows James Franco and everything is cool, right. he takes his gun and holds it to them. Right. And then old They man, blow it up anyway. They blow it. That's, that's the only good spoiler, I think, right? right. That he blows it up anyway. But it's not, it doesn't have the effect that he wanted it to have. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Tooth, it, it only helped the movie. Right. It didn't kill any apes. It made the movie cooler. Right. Right? Like, it didn't kill anyone we like. It didn't kill uh, Australian curly-haired big-nosed guy. No, like everything fell around them. Right. right. They're at the bottom of a gigantic tower. He, he ducked the explosion. <laughs> he did, actually. Like he was right there, but somehow he ducked it. Yeah. Uh, and it killed like the red shirt guys, you know, the other people who didn't really matter. Right. Yeah, but, um, but he was fine. Now, do you think, you know, obviously there's going to be a sequel because this is going to do very well. Uh was it true that the military was on the way, that they had made contact with people yes. that were, that it was? Oh, I'm looking forward to the next film. Yeah. I was not looking forward to this film because I was scared of all the apes, but now I can handle it. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. So they call the, they've already called, Gary Oldman and the red shirt guys have already called the army uh -huh. who's coming to save them. Caesar says to the curly hair guy, A, I also don't know why you're here and Kerry Russell isn't the leader. Uh -huh. B, get out of here because we started this war and we have to finish we it. We have to fight, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing that I, this is, again, like a minor quibble because the action scenes were great, but the part where Koba is riding on a horse firing two heavy caliber machine guns at the same time. Like Vin Diesel does. And never getting hit in any way amidst this hail of gunfire that always what went through my mind when that happened was, was i like the 12 year old of me was trying to logic it out i'll, t I'll tell you what went through my mind after you're done great uh, not was well, he was more brilliant you go first all right well don't steal it okay that his gun was so cool and powerful that they couldn't hit him that does not make sense <laughs> what that <laughs> makes no sense but that's what i was feeling when i saw a really what went powerful. through my mind was the beginning of dances with wolves when kevin costner kind of loses his mind and just starts galloping up and down the line up and down the confederate line and nobody can hit him even though he's like right there never saw it come on never saw it uh, Dances with Wolves. You do a podcast about movies and you never saw Dances with Wolves? When it came out, I refused to see it. Principle. Ugh. And principle. I didn't see that. I didn't see JFK. I didn't see The Doors. Well, let me just tell you that yeah. in it's Dances... It's a terrible film. In Dan Whatever the case, in it, Dances with Wolves, yes. there's a sequence where Kevin Costner... I'm not listening. He's going. just so upset with war and whatever. He like drops his guns and doesn't even hold his horse's reins. And he's so the, the Confederates are all facing this way. And he just keeps riding back and forth right in front of them. And nobody can hit him because he's just crazy, you know? You're so silly. I think Koba was protected by his craziness the way that Kevin Costner was protected by his craziness. That's exactly what I said. No, you said he was protected by his guns. I should have gone second. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That is good. Uh, isn't there any movie that you haven't seen that you were like, oh, no, I can't see this is going to be... Uh... I, I had moral high ground on stupid films. I don't see a lot. I don't see nearly as many movies as I feel like I should. Uh-huh. 
But there's no movies that I'm like, I absolutely will not see that because of... What about whatever. some of those terrible UCB movies? Like what? I'm just kidding. Oh. No. Whatever you go to UCB, there's movies on the... That they're trying to sell. Oh no, that's that's mostly like that's mostly like stand up specials and stuff. Oh, right. That's not really right. movies. Oh, so it's like a... I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll never see the movie The Bitter Buddha. Yeah, right. <laughs> why will you never see The Bitter Buddha? Who wants to see that piece of crap? Oh, uh, why are you even promoting it? Oh, that's I true. would. I did see it, and uh, I would have seen uh, an hour less of it and been a lot happier. <laughs> it's a documentary uh, about our friend and Sean's old old friend uh, Eddie Pepitone. He's a very funny comic, but for some reason, the guy who made it, I'm sure he's a nice guy, decided to have hours of footage of Eddie at home mm -hmm. in his apartment. Literally opening mail, opening email, opening snail mail. Well, people don't know cats. what people don't know what he's really like, you know? Something I've never missed from a documentary <laughs> was what they do in their house when their wife's not home and they got nothing else to do. <laughs> I assume Eddie does. I know Eddie. He's lazy. I'm sure he does nothing all day. Right? Is that a good guess? I only know what I know from the documentary. I've never been over his <laughs> You've house. Never gone my 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 understanding is that he mostly opens mail and vacuums all day. According to the documentary. Yeah. That might have been what the movie's about, and they accidentally stumbled upon the stand up comedy <laughs> and all the good stuff he does. It was <laughs> stuff with it was originally called the Vivacious Vacuumer. Yes. I do remember. I put money in that Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> that I would support. All right, Sean, anything else about this uh, eight movie? I think we covered it. I think we spoiled it for everybody who hasn't seen it. But still worth seeing, right? I thought it was great. I really liked it. My problem with the sequel coming, the next movie is, yeah. I feel like it will be all fighting now because they set it up. I, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, there's no way that the next movie could live up to this one. But or hopefully the they'll find one. a way. Because the first one and this one, they led up to some big battle. Here, they have to start with a big battle. What? Yeah, but then maybe it's about you know captivity and you oh, know yeah. whatever. I don't know because that was a big part of the the old series, right? Was that? Well, it was just sexy. It was very sexy. Yeah, man, that one movie I was watching the other night, the the woman who didn't even speak, like those. No, they didn't speak. They didn't speak anymore. The human woman. They had just lost. Just so people don't think you're a creep. The, yeah, <laughs> the human woman was ridiculous. Yeah, super. She hot. was like one of those 1960s. Just super hot, crazily hot women, um, as opposed to the 1970s hot women, the 80s, the no, 90s. No, you know, you're exactly right. <laughs> She's got like ripped, torn clothes. Yes. And, like, torn. She's wearing a ripped, torn level, outfit, which is weird, which is so crazy. Uh, but but that was a big part of it was that the humans became slaves to the apes. Yeah. So that maybe that'll be a thing that they explore. That's in the what next the movie one. didn't have. Uh, this movie didn't have any of the political. Right. I felt like ramifications of apes taking over and mm -hmm. humans being subservient to But apes. in a way, I thought that was great because it's like there was a much better logic to everything that happened. Like you, like you were saying before, you could see the influence of the original cage in the last movie on the architecture of where they live now. Like they, This is all they knew. And they're just starting to learn. It's been 10 years. Uh -huh. They're just starting to learn how to write. And not all of them speak, and the ones that do, it's very labored. Like they're not. It's not like they immediately go, "Well, oh, I'm Roddy McDowell, and I'm a I'm a oh, scientist." Right. Ape, you're you're you right. Know? In the old movies, they talk. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the old movies are like, well, because it would look silly for an actual ape to talk like Roddy McDowell, <laughs> but a guy in a bad ape costume, <laughs> that I'd buy. Yeah. Uh, Sean, have we listened to your show, uh, Bitter Buddha? No. 
Sean, who listens to your show, The Long Shot. The Long Shot. You can find it at thelongshotpodcast.com. And iTunes. And on iTunes. Um, Also, you can check out my stand-up album, Pleasure Is My Business. You can get that on iTunes or for free on my website. What's your website? SeanConroy.com. And follow me on Twitter, at Sean Conroy. Also, like my Facebook page, Sean Conroy Comedian. This is the only thing you prepared. The, the plugs. Yeah. I yeah. feel like you're really good. Also, at- find me on Foursquare at, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I appreciate you having everything in order. <laughs> so, proudly resents, uh, hold on, let me look through my notes. <laughs> so, proudlyresents.com, uh, at proudlyresents is our Twitter. And we don't have ads on the show, but if you want to donate to the show, nice. and that money will go to our new microphones that Sean is talking into right now. Yeah, brand new that you bought on the way over here. I did because my other ones were stolen from my car. Ugh. Oh, boy. The worst. Did you, did you check and see if, like, another podcast stole them? Well, all of a sudden, the quality... I would look into the minivan, man. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, Paul Goebel's show, you can hear what he's saying. <laughs> that fucking guy. Um, he's stolen everything else from this show. And then, so I had to buy new mics. And then, of course, very excited. Baby's coming in a few weeks. Congratulations. So we still have to buy a lot of big ticket items. And that. this incredible craft services layout you got. Water. Water. Nothing. Listen, I offered to buy you dinner. You're like, nah. <laughs> oh, I didn't say no. Oh, you didn't. You no. just said come early. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, sorry. So, yes. So, say, do you want to give the money to the microphones? like a Or heathen, to the baby. Or to the baby. That's that's right. And There's then, two ways to do it? Yes. Well, no, you just click it and then email me later and tell me where the money is. Gotcha. Goes. Because and then I'll just say to the baby, Rose, I'm sorry. This person was a jerk. The baby already has a name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rose. And hopefully a couple bucks from these people. But it has no uh, big ticket items. Right. Yeah. Everyone went for the cheap stuff. The registry is all socks. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, all pink stuff. I hope. All. It is weird. I it, bought blue overalls for my niece when, yeah. when she was like six months old or something, and I went to pay for them. And the lady at the checkout counter was like, "Oh, what's his name?" And I was like, "Oh, it's actually these are for a girl." And she was horror stricken. That I would buy blue overalls for a girl. Right. And I bought them anyway because and, I don't and, believe and in gender stereotypes. No. They, no, of course not. They were great. <laughs> and by the way, your niece, fantastic uh, golfer. Great on the softball field. <laughs> She's a good soccer player. <laughs> She's a good soccer player. No, I went to buy some um, baby hangers because you don't think about this stuff, but you need baby hangers. You got to hang that baby once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang her up. So I'm buying like 20 baby hangers, and the woman at the store said, uh, Oh, uh, what's her name? Or is she born yet? I was thinking, how does she know it's a girl? Because uh-huh. they're all pink ones. Ah, uh, that's why. But and then, uh, yeah. So everything's got to be pink. Yeah. So I'm gonna buy like blue stuff for your baby. If you buy one thing from a baby, I'll be shocked. What is the over under of Sean buying something for my baby? That's what you got to figure out at home. We'll do it two years. <laughs> Two, two years? years. Okay. Two years. The over-under. So write in. No money. Just write in. Tell me what you think the over-under. Sean actually buying anything for baby Ruth. Yes. Yes. Uh, I say take the... Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to hedge the bets here. Uh, speaking of this, you and I are going to OTB right now. Yes. Probably Resents at Probably Resents. Listen to old episodes on iTunes. Tell Go to iTunes and write down which episode do you think people should check out. And, uh, and that's it. Awesome. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Adam. <laughs>